the sounds of a city waking up. The call of the birds, the roar of the traffic, the unmistakable clank of construction. More than 50% of the world's population live in cities. Is that sustainable? Can humans and nature learn to live together better in the future than we have in the past? The Live Well Sustainability podcast is an initiative of Willoughby City Council and will explore some of the problems and solutions that urban living creates for the long-term future of people and the planet. On this episode, we're talking about an issue close to the hearts of many in the Willoughby City Council area, bush care. Bushland makes up a significant percentage of the city's 22.6 kilometre footprint, but in an urban environment dominated by people, that land often needs a helping hand. Home to multiple species of flora and fauna, bushland is critical to the survival of native Australian plants and animals. And thanks to the hard work of hundreds of volunteers across the district, much of that land is being returned to its native state. Bush Care is a community-based volunteer program that helps regenerate and preserve bushland. It boasts a diverse membership, ranging from those for whom Australia is a second home, all the way up to Willoughby's own Mayor, Gail Giles Gidney. We'll hear from Mayor Giles Gidney a little bit later, but to start this episode, we caught up with volunteer Jeff Shutram, who's part of a group looking after a small section of land in Roseville Chase. Jeff says bush care, much to his surprise, has become an integral part of his life, and it's all thanks to the encouragement of his daughter. So my daughter was uh, the first person to get in touch with the Willby bush care people. She was 15, I think, at the time, and helped with a few sites around the council area, um, just got to know what was possible, and there are a number of people that coordinated various locations, and she got involved with that. But probably a year and a half ago now, she started being involved every month with the, uh, the local bush care area, and my wife got involved pretty quickly after that, and I was the last person to the table. So I guess the younger generation's pretty motivated with some of this. But it's not just young people finding value in looking after their local environment. Jeff says he's been surprised at just how much of an impact being part of bush care has had and how much of a community he's found. It's almost like taking a holiday. Once a month, you get a morning on the weekend where you can just have time with a group of nice people in a great space and you can forget about everything else. So it's like a little mini holiday once a month. That's the first thing that I take away and I was... I was staggered that that had that effect on me. The second thing is uh, the increase in your knowledge about how to actually look after your own garden is incredible. So the effort that I have to go to to intervene in my own space to have a positive impact has gone down a lot, which gives me the extra space to do bush care. Within our bush care group uh, itself, we've got uh, one person from an Asian background and uh, my understanding is he's studying horticulture, so he's got a natural interest, but he's very actively involved in our local local group and uh, has sections of the bush care site that he's very focused on on attending to and looking after and they've come up beautifully and we've also got uh, another family uh, from South Africa that we know have moved to Australia uh, quite a few years ago and 
becoming involved in this local bush care site, sort of been a part of their uh, engagement with the local community, but also with the local wildlife. It's it's extremely rewarding, and the group of people is fabulous. the The sense of uh, being a part of what's changing in your local area is great. There are so many people that walk past and we know because they'll engage over what's changed, what's improved, the flannel flowers that Trins magically managed to bring up on the local area. Before coming on board with bush care, Jeff was involved with wildlife rescue. He says he now realises the two causes are inextricably linked and he's driven to get the message to the broader community that protecting habitat is crucial. It's a passion of mine that people become aware of what is around them and I've been involved in all sorts of ways with trying to improve that and I won't do an advertisement now but one of the key things that I think people need to do is be able to observe what's around them and have some recognition of what that is. But with that awareness you can realise what's changing around you, what's disappearing and what's appearing. You can have an understanding of what the changes in your own environment are that cause the problems that flow on to other species in our area. I, I got involved in wildlife rescue back in the late 90s and we went through quite an extensive training process, my wife and I, and wildlife rescue is very worthwhile, but many of the animals that you get in care are in care because their habitat is just not suitable for them. So they're getting injured, they're in a set of conditions that are just not suitable for healthy existence, and in my view, the first step that you can take to have an impact on that that's meaningful and lasting is to actually improve the environment. And bush care is a nice way of taking steps in that direction. Community awareness is a recurring theme with Jeff, who says the reality of the situation is stark and that his own outlook is not always positive. I'd argue that it's extremely critical. So we see a lot of change we've had like the resurgence of brush turkeys, for example, all across the Sydney area, and that there's a lot of factors involved, but the fox baiting would be a large part of that. And some bird species are doing extremely well. There are bird species that have migrated to Sydney from over the other side of the Great Dividing Range, so there's change, but there are a lot of the local species that have been driven out, driven to the brink of extinction in the local areas, and I think it's critically important that we can address that sort of habitat issue but the general community, I think, is pretty close to oblivious in terms of the plants, but also the animals that live there. <sighs> I'm pretty pessimistic. Every, every generation, I think, feels entitled to take 30% of what's left. And I feel that that trend over another couple of generations is going to break the back of the environment that we're dependent on. So I think trying to intervene, trying to raise awareness around this might stop that feeling of entitlement to another 30%. And the best way to do that? Well, get involved. Something that Jeff credits the council with making extremely easy. Volunteering to get involved in your local group is quite an amazing experience. On the Willoughby Council website, it's the best place to go, and it's pretty straightforward navigation. Get in touch with Monique, and she'll help you find a bush care site that's accessible by transport or close to where you live. So that sort of involvement doesn't demand a huge amount of time, involves an incredible learning process and it's very engaging. I've, it took me six months to start giving up my Saturdays to hang out and do bush care with the rest of my family who had got engaged before me and I wouldn't miss a weekend where they're doing it.
we could take a number on our site and our site is tiny. So I think across the Willoughby area, anybody would be welcome. Just an opportunity to uh, get involved in a little area of local bush and that the size of that area can vary from site to site. And we happen to work on possibly the smallest site in Willoughby Council. It's uh, about 10 metres across and 20 or 30 metres long. And it's just a vacant block that Phil and Trin started rehabilitating maybe 15 or 20 years ago. And that work went on for a number of years, uh, slowed down for a little while, and then momentum's picked up recently. So there's quite a number of us involved in that site, and we're returning it close to its original sort of natural habitat. Oh, I love it. It's, it's quite amazing to see the change. And also, when we did the big burn, uh, I think it was just before Christmas, it took maybe a month of slow regrowth before rains really kicked off. As soon as those rains came through, we started seeing a resurgence of native species and a lot of weeds. But by intervening with the weeds, those native species have begun to re-establish through that, that area. Phil Sarkis and Trin Pham that Jeff refers to there are legendary figures in Willoughby bush care. And Jeff says just the opportunity to learn from them makes it worth being part of the program. And while spending hours pulling out weeds might not seem glamorous, the satisfaction of learning just the right time and method for doing so is a huge reward in itself. I would say about 80% of your time is spent weeding. And there is a lot involved in learning to recognise the weeds and understand their entire life cycle. And Phil and Trina are masters of intervening at just that point where you can break the reproductive cycle without having to invest an incredible amount of effort. So we spend a lot of time pulling out small green weeds just at the point where they're about to reseed. Uh, there are other larger plants. For example, there's a huge oleander that was recently cut back on the site. And there's an ongoing battle at the moment where we're trying to prevent that from re-sprouting. So the first step we took there was to wrap it in black plastic and basically inhibit its access to sunlight. That weakened it somewhat. We took the black plastic away just before Christmas and it re-sprouted vigorously. But that re-sprouting hasn't got the strength to withstand pest attacks. So then it got a large number of aphids and the colony of ladybirds on there now is extraordinary. <laughs> Like all involved in the bush care program, Jeff revels in winning those small battles that add up to big victories. And those feelings are not foreign to Willoughby Mayor Gail Giles Gidney. In fact, the bush care program was likely at least partly responsible for the Mayor's current position, as bush care was one of the first community projects she became involved in upon moving to Willoughby more than 20 years ago. When I was relatively new to Willoughby, uh, someone, I think, put a flyer in my post box and said there was an opportunity to, to volunteer with the bushland. And because I feel such a close affinity to the bushland, I couldn't believe what a great opportunity it was for me. Um, and it was only once a month on a Sunday. Uh, but I met the most amazing people. So uh, Professor Carrick Chambers, who was um, running up the uh, – the Botanical Gardens was there as part of the volunteer group. There were guys that had been long-term members of Castle Crag and were able to fill me in the history. And the bush care supervisors themselves were full of a wealth of information and passion, more importantly. And I think that passion was quite infectious. So I went along um, 
really pulling out a few weeds, I guess, but I was learning so much more about the bushland, my local community. I felt good about volunteering. I could see the difference that the volunteer work was making. And we got to have a great cup of tea and a a biscuit afterwards and a nice chat. What it enabled me was uh, to really engage with the local community, meet people that i wouldn't have met otherwise and it was intergenerational as well so one guy was bringing along his two little kids um, which was fantastic I think giving mum a break was probably the real motivation Uh, but the kids were so enthralled with the bushland as he was and then to have the older generation the wiser heads there imparting the information it was a very very positive experience for me. Yeah, well, ironically enough, then um, it was a few years later I decided to stand for council and, of course, these people became instrumental in part of my support group in that endeavour. Mayor Giles Gidney's love of the bush can be traced back to her childhood in Perth where the local native bushland was her playground growing up. Despite much of that area now sadly being gone, she says she's encouraged by a greater appreciation for the bush that she encounters among Willoughby's residents. And as mayor... She's determined that council play its part in encouraging that protective mindset. I grew up in Perth, in suburban Perth, but it was a very new housing estate. And as a result of that, there was a lot of natural bushland very close to our home. There was a huge area that was earmarked for a shopping centre but for probably the first 10 years of my life that wasn't built on so it was all natural bushland and over the road from my house there was lots of natural bush so as children uh, we used to play in the bush all the time. I go back to Perth now and all that beautiful natural bushland that I played in as a child was all gone. Even the bushland areas they uh, chopped all the undergrowth off and put grass in there and kind of it was a manicured oval experience rather than a natural bushland experience and it kind of breaks my heart. Uh, But I think people in Sydney, um, particularly around this area, are very, very mindful of protecting that natural bushland. We've got over 40 groups that take care of the bushland. We're educating people constantly and I just think there's a, a, a raised level of awareness of protecting that natural environment and uh, the bushland for future generations. Yeah, I like to think that Willoughby residents are deeply protective of the bushland areas. We're really mindful of having a strong bushland team that gets out um, and not only engages with the bushland itself but also with the community that is using the bushland. Uh, a lot of education Education goes into that. Um, I know when I first moved to Willoughby, we had the late night bushwalks where we took the children and there's lots of education programs happening within the schools as well. We have a fantastic book that's produced every year where we focus on different aspects of the bushland and that has a huge reach within our local area. So it's about uh, educating not only the grown-ups but the children as well so future generations have a really good appreciation of what a wonderful and special place the bushland is. Mayoral duties mean less time available to be on the front line of bush care, but the position also brings with it the opportunity to play a role in the bigger picture, including ensuring ongoing protection of the area's existing bush. 
Yeah, look, we've um, currently got some of our bushland under threat uh, in that the Northern Beaches Tunnel is uh, looking at being built on one of our revegetated bushland site areas. It's been very pleasing the way that the community has responded to that because they've deeply engaged, they love that bushland, they don't want to see any of it go. Um, I can see that people will be almost like having a call to arms if there is bushland under threat. So it's very difficult to have um, expanded bushland because of we've got constraints around building and things. Um, but I'm hoping that people will, as I do, love the bushland passionately, um, enough that they will say uh, they'll resist any kind of threat to it at all. So um, I would think that we're going to be in a position where we can absolutely maintain the bushland that we've got. The innovation that people are having to, and that is because the community demands it. The community is not just going to roll over and say, okay, you can build a big hole. They're wanting to make sure that they get the best possible outcomes, which is really good to see. I think there's a good process that happens. The Northern Beaches Tunnel being case in point, uh, you have to produce an environmental impact statement, a traffic management plan, all these things that then goes out for consultation so the community has the ability to input of any uh, possible uh, impact that they have. The report that council produced in response to the Northern Beaches Tunnel was over 100 pages long, um, very intense. What the challenge is going to be is for entities like the state government to respond to the community concerns. So uh, they need to be able to say, okay, we recognise that the community is concerned about the impact on bushland or runoff on waterways or sporting groups, how that is going to impact on them and make sure that they take every step possible to mitigate any possible um, impact on the local community, the bushland and other activities. Mayor Giles Gidney is positive about the future in Willoughby, but also understands Council's responsibility to show a leadership role and help maintain the momentum and energy required for local bushland to not only survive, but thrive. Look, hats off to the bushland team. We've got a very strong bushland team that do some incredible work. Um, we've got enough budget through our e-restore levy, so that's encouraging as well. And uh, we've got, a, as I mentioned before, a very strong volunteer group, uh, groups I should say, around 40 of them, and a great training program and that's been a really positive thing. Uh, the challenge is I think to keep up the momentum, just to make sure that people are aware of the good work that we're doing, that they're being respectful of the bush and of course the pressure of having more people come and visit the bushland means that we've got to be very careful about the way that we manage it, the walking tracks, making sure that we're not being uh, overwhelmed with people that are degrading the bush and uh, it's really that education piece that we need to sustain. Sustainability is a complex topic that asks difficult questions of all of us, but Willoughby City Council and Mayor Gail Giles-Gidney certainly not shying away from their responsibilities in this area. If you'd like to get involved in the Bush Care Program, it's a straightforward process as Jeff mentioned earlier. Simply head to the Council's website at willoughby.nsw.gov.au and search Bush Care. Alternatively, you can click on the link in the accompanying show notes. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please make sure to download the other episodes in this series. We've covered topics including sustainability at home, e-bikes, sustainable food and sustainable fashion. You can find links to each of those episodes on the Willoughby City Council website or by searching 
Live Well Sustainability in your favourite podcast app. The Live Well Sustainability podcast is part of Willoughby City Council's Live Well in Willoughby environmental education campaign. To find out more about how you can live a more sustainable life, head to the Council's website and search Live Well. Live Well.